The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Kick off the show here. (laughs) (laughs) We're in green! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mafia Cast, part of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We are super excited to have everybody today. Uh, if you're listening right now, we appreciate you joining us. Please hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube, Facebook, share it. And as Casey likes to say, tell your friends. Boys, how you guys doing? What's going on? Hey, it's just, it's been a busy, busy week, man. It's almost Friday. Looking forward to another another great weekend of football. This year this year has just been fun <laughs> to me, man. It's, it's been up and down. It's been a roller coaster ride. and It's just been a really good year, I think, for the NFL. It has been fun. I mean, there's, it's truly as anybody can beat anybody this year. You know, we, there's not, yeah. It's see, every team has like had its streaks. You know, the Bills in the beginning of the season, we were like the hottest team. No, like there wasn't a team better. And then, you know, for a while it was the Eagles and the Niners and the Cowboys. And then, you know, the not the Cowboys kind of fell off and they're up and down right now. And then it was the Eagles and the Niners, and the Niners lost, and it was just the Eagles. Now the Eagles are losing, and the Niners get getting better. The Bill, the Bills are getting better. Ravens are heating up again. Miami's heating up again. So it, it it's fun. It, this is going to be a really fun weekend of football. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, it's a fun weekend of football. Yeah, everything. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as my daughter Ashley here says, fun or emotionally taxing. Uh, if you're a Bills fan, get used to being emotionally taxed. That's just how it is. It's That's been that fun. way since as long as I've watched them play back in the 80s. So get used to it. Um, this I, is I think one of these days we need compared. to have Ashley on the show. I think you guys are getting – she, she would should. not hold back. <laughs> I'm down. I'm all for it. <laughs> She's the only one of all of my kids that said that they would actually do it too. The rest are like, hell no, I'm not getting on there. <laughs> <laughs> what chickens? Ranch boy, I can understand. <laughs> yeah. I I, I get that one. He'll, he'll get crucified. Ashley, yeah, she's got the thick skin. She 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 can definitely take it on the chin. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roy, biggest problem with the NFL is officiating. Yes. And they keep adding more rules, right? (laughs) Uh, More rules, rules you don't really understand, rules that are left up for interpretation. You just don't know what's going on, uh, what to call. It is frustrating, but I know a lot of Bills fans say that the officiating is out to get us. A lot of Dolphins fans say the same thing. Chiefs fans say the same thing. Seahawks fans say the same thing. It's just officiating just straight up sucks. I don't – it doesn't care what team it is. just inconsistent, right? Yeah, that's the biggest issue is that there's no consistency across the board. You know, I, I understand, you know, officiating officiating is, is a game of, of opinion, but, I mean, there has to be a standard at some point. You know, there has to be, you know, X, Y, and Z happens. You throw the flag, period, point blank. If you know one of those three doesn't happen, you don't throw the flag, point blank. You know, like it's just it's just one of those things. You know, like if if there's just no cohesiveness across the board, everybody is different. Yeah, I agree. I at one minute, I kind of was thinking at some point, maybe maybe if there's any question, give benefit to the player. But but then again, that would really work because who, which player are you giving benefit to in some cases? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know what the answer is to it. Other than use the technology we have a little bit more. I, yeah. I mean, but it's yeah, either that or use it. But we tried that. Remember when we started reviewing like pass interference and all that stuff? And like it got like it too got ticky tack. Yeah, it got to be too much. I personally would prefer there to be like more no calls. You know what I'm saying? Like more so yeah. just kind of let it play, especially on a lot of these BS the passers and i know that as like josh has perfected you know the flop and he like it and i i cherish him for it you know it, yeah, it's awesome yes, it's worked yes. out in our favor but like i i hate like these soft roughing the passer calls you know a lot of this hand fighting downfield that teams aren't even going for completion they're going for the you know they're going for the spot foul on yeah. the pass interference oh yeah even even jerry ostrowski sure. you know, of line to gain he might an offensive lineman mentioned, you know, oh my God, like what are these defensive linemen supposed to do? Like when they hit the quarterback, you know, you physically can't even land on the guy anymore. I mean, how do you expect to tack to tackle somebody? You know, I mean, but again, we have Josh Allen. You can't. They're for, forcing you to arm tackle, and you can't arm tackle that guy. So it, it you know, it's one of those like we're benefiting from it, but it's still bull crap. Yeah. I, I don't mind it yeah. as much. I mean, it, it is unfortunate that it's kind of inconsistent, but it, it makes you, you know, it makes me say, you know, you got to get up two possessions. And if you don't want a flag thrown, then, then don't do anything that would make them throw the flag because it is avoidable, right? At the end of the day, if you're just, if you're not getting handsy with the receiver, you know, as a defensive back, or if you're not. How do you, you cover them, though? Well, that's the whole. That's the thing. Like, because a receiver is going to push off just as much, if not more, because they're yeah. way less likely to be called. And then, so what? You're just going to get burned because a receiver decides to bully you. You can't let that happen. You know, so you have yeah. to fight back a little bit. I understand. Roy, there's Roy no is, illegal contact within the five yards, but like, there's Roy what do you expect? Hijacking to do? our show. Is he? We, we did not even come here to talk about officiating today, and Roy has hijacked the show, bringing up officiating. He continues on. Blatant calls should be overruled or correction corrected in the New York office. There's plenty yeah. of replays that happen before another play is run. Yeah. Um, it's hundred percent correct. hundred percent. We sit here and we watch these games and they're like, Oh, well, I don't know if this happened. They show a replay. It's like, Oh yeah, that's a fumble. 
20 minutes later, the officials finally make a decision. If I can sit on my couch and see that it's this or that within within a couple of replays, like I don't understand why these guys can't figure that out. Exactly. Wow. You like you said, we do like that's where you got to put the technology to the advantage and let New York, you know, step in and be like, no, 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 hold on. Like, let's take another second and we're gonna tell you how, how this really goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on because, like I said, we're talking about officiating, even though I know it's very difficult to talk about the NFL and football without officiating. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to actually throw one more thing in there. Uh, I saw a Miami Dolphins fan today posted on Twitter, well, I can't wait until Sunday's game when the officials ruin the game and and give it to the Bills. And like, you haven't even played the game and you're already giving your team excuses. <laughs> yeah. That's comical. Oh, my God. Ben's fans are delusional, <laughs> man. <laughs> Oh, it's been bad this year. Last year was rough with them. This year, it's just, it's like gone to a whole nother level. I don't get it. But I mean, I get it. I mean, they're, they're 11 and four. They're finally healthy, you know, all like mostly healthy, I should say. I mean, they've had, they had, they've had some injuries throughout the year. Now Waddle um, could be out for the year for the next few weeks anyway. But I mean, what are you talking about? You didn't get help. I mean, how many how many penalties, blatant penalties, did we see the Cowboys not get against Miami defense? Like it's it, it's insane. The, the Cowboys one hundred percent should have won that game. Yeah, it would have been. Nice. Um, the comments are flowing in. That's not the one I meant to click on, but that's fine. So we're we going all so the way we, to the Super Bowl, or what? We are yes. going all the way. <laughs> no, we are going all the way. <laughs> we're rolling. Period. Uh, <laughs> I've never felt better about on. the Bills. Uh, we'll come back to that in just a minute. Let me get to what Big E <laughs> says here. Allen scares me when he runs the ball, uh, gets hurt. Yeah, the Bills would be definitely be in trouble if if Josh Allen were to get injured. Um, so we're not going to even talk about that. We're moving on from nope. that topic. Knock on wood, if you got it around you, there, I got gotcha. you. Real, real quick, he's um, never been injured running the football. He's only ever been injured in the pocket. So yeah. it's true. It is true. Uh, and this I is very accurate. Pins fans having Bills Mafia living in their heads rent free. Go ahead, Casey. I hope Ashley can speak when she comes on the show better than she types while she's watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of that, I like what uh, you guys saw. What Colin Coward said that uh, Dolphins are just seeking validation. That's all they're doing. Yeah, he's like true. He's, he said something to the effect of, "You know, you're if you're a sports writer and." Uh, you know, you're writing average articles and none of them are hitting. And then all of a sudden you hit on an article and you're like, yeah, I'm the greatest. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, you did yeah. it. It, do <laughs> it does kind of seem like they are like that annoying little sit, like little sibling that is trying to hang out with like their older sibling and their friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause <laughs> like you just said, like, yeah, we're here. Like we can do this. Oh my God. Like, yeah. And we're like, Good for you. okay. You're, this is your first year. Like, let, let's see how you can actually handle the playoffs. Because I mean, we still haven't seen Tua in the playoffs. You know, we haven't. You know, we haven't seen that team full bore. Yeah, I understand that they pushed us to three points last year in the playoffs. But I mean, I I will gladly take our team this year over last year's. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think didn't uh, Coward say that they haven't won a playoff game in 23 years? I think that was the number. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what, what part of his point was. You're you're writing yeah. you write articles for twenty years and in one week you I don't know, you you get one. But 
yeah, yeah I mean, let's. Uh, there is a couple of, so I, I put it out there on our Facebook page earlier, the Mafia cast on Facebook, uh, that um, uh, Jermaine Fetty was released today. And we all know, I think by now, most people know that earlier in the week, they activated Kyrie Elam from the IR. So he's on the 53. And with the Fetty out of the picture released, that opens up another spot. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you guys anyways, who do you think is going to get that spot? Justin Shorter. Yeah. Okay, that's not the one I was looking for. No, what do you think? I'm just kidding. Mike? I, I, okay. <laughs> I, 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 it'll probably be Daquan Jones, but how funny would it be if it was for Justin Shorter? Yeah, that, that would be uh, different. I, I don't, I don't see Shorter happening because I don't think he turned out to be, you know, what, what we thought we might have had. I guess, or I, I don't know. Um. But yeah, I mean, my guess would be Daquan Jones, but I don't know. Has anyone heard the status of Matt Milano at all? We're all dying to know what he's up to. <laughs> he uh, wouldn't be the back last to the thing that I, so, no, but Yeah, the last thing I heard was it's not likely. But then again, who knows? Maybe if we advance deep into the playoffs, you never know. Wouldn't that be something if he came back in time for a Super Bowl? <laughs> that would be, oh that'd my be God. pretty cool. Um, Could you imagine? Daquan was a full participant, right, in the practice. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Good news. Well, and that's kind of getting back to the Daquan Jones thing. For me, I do hope that he he plays some this week. I'm not asking him to me play too. the whole game or whatever, but I do want to see him get on the field and get a little playing time, so that when the Miami game comes, he's ramped up and ready to go. Um, and and of course into the playoffs, because I'm 100 percent convinced that that Week 18 game with the Dolphins is going to be for the division. Uh, I think they Ravens mm-hmm. beat them this weekend. I think Buffalo, I don't want to say coast, but I think they're going to be fine this weekend. I am not going to predict a blowout probably ever again as long as I live. <laughs> I did that last week. We know how that turned out. But, um, but yeah, uh, the impact of Daquan Jones to this defensive line, especially with Jordan Phillips going on IR earlier, I think last week, and to get him back would be huge. I think that would be mm-hmm. massive. How big of an impact do you guys think he would – he would have, and who would he? Who would benefit the most from having him back on the line? I mean, I think it would be the defensive ends because yeah. now you got to worry about Ed Oliver, who has not missed a step since Daquan Jones has been out. You know, I mean, he has played as good as he like since week one. You know, and he he's just been phenomenal this entire year. I think this benefits the defensive ends more, I mean, the most because this is going to. You have to focus so much on those tackles. You can't double team everybody. So this is going to get you know Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa when he's back healthy. Kingsley Jonathan. It's going to get a lot of these guys one on ones. And Ed Oliver. You know, and we we've, we've seen how he can work a guard one on one. I think this is. I mean, it's the whole defensive line that's going to benefit the most. Really, you can't yeah, really which, pinpoint on one player. Yeah, and he's going to. If- He's definitely come back and then, uh, provide, I think, more of a push up the middle. Yeah. But if they were, we're getting more pressure, it also uh, opens up the window to uh, help out our defensive backs as well, right? Yeah, and the linebackers keeps them a little be, bit be cleaner. Some turnovers or something maybe. Either so Some blocks. Yeah. Yeah, I think – I I don't know what you might consider the most important position – on a defensive side, I think you can make a case for several positions, probably a corner and along the defensive line. 
But I think when you have someone like Daquan Jones who can eat up those blocks, like you just said, mm. that's huge for that affects the entire team from the trenches to the second line, the third line, and the you know the the, the, uh, the defense. Because, <clears throat> yeah, it, it puts guys like Epinesa in more one-on-one situations. And speaking of Epinesa, I did want to say he was out of the non-contact jersey today, so it sounds pretty promising that he could be ready to go this weekend. Um, as well as along with Micah Hyde, I believe, has uh, been a full participant. Hyde, so, I wouldn't mind if they sat one more week. I would rather be a lot more cautious with – and even A.J., I would I wouldn't mind if they sat both of them one more week. I would rather everybody be more healthy going right, into Miami than I am going into this Patriots game. I'm a lot more confident in playing Cam Lewis and Kingsley Jonathan and as well as Rousseau has played these yeah. last couple of weeks. Um and more than confident in that defense to be, be able to beat Bailey Sappy. I'll just play devil's advocate here. <laughs> we thought it would be easy to beat Mac Jones. And we let him look like Joe Montana driving down the field for a go-ahead winning touchdown. <laughs> Agreed. We also didn't have the same offensive coordinator as we do now. Which, yeah. you know, we we gave, we lost, what, we gave up 21 points, something like that, something low 20s. We Josh Allen believes him. Yeah, right? Uh, they scored 29. Oh, 29? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why did I think we only scored 22? Well, can't really because that's what they the were offense. at before Never scoring mind. that winning touchdown. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's okay, Casey. Uh, <laughs> Where's my dunce? We're cap? all wrong sometimes. Um. <laughs> uh, so a couple of these comments here. Um. Here's one from Roy. Uh, wasn't it Fetty our only backup right tackle? Don't you dare say Bates can do it. Okay, I won't say that. Yeah, Bates is an interior guy. I think if we're yeah. came around now too, if that's the only option, then that's the only option. Um, I'm trying to think of that other kid's name. Vandermark. Uh, Vandermark. I think he could be uh, potentially uh, that swing tackle. I know yeah, they really like him preseason. He has been the active swing tackle. He's been the active backup tackle for us all year. Okay, so yeah, we don't we don't need a Fetty. I, I don't even know if Fetty even got on the field at all this year. No, I mean, because Spencer Brown has been healthy. Dawkins has been healthy. Van DeMark, I mean, he's only coming in, in the spot plays when Brown has gotten, you know, those tweaks and when uh, Dawkins got those tweaks as well. Yeah, it's it's um, definitely a good thing that the the team as a whole, for the most part, seems to really starting to, to kind of come together, get healthy. And I, I do agree with you, though, Casey. I, if, if Epinesa and Hyde can sit this week, I think you do it. Uh, let Jonathan Kingsley or Kingsley Jonathan. I can never remember which way it goes, but we're just going to call him Kingsley. When, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind him getting on the field because he's shown flashes here and there in, in his career with the Bills so far. And uh, I would like to see him on a full, more of a full-time role uh, against the Patriots who, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's I'm, I guess there's scar tissue this season for me. <laughs> Now going forward, because, yeah, they did lose to the Patriots. Yes, they lost to the Broncos when they shouldn't have. Yes, they lost to the Jets when they probably shouldn't have. And in all of those games, with the exception of that first Jets game, Josh Allen walked off the field with winning with the uh, winning that game. Right. But then went to the locker room with a loss. So I think I saw somewhere where nine games this year, we've been down by a score or one score games. 
we were leading in every single one of them when Josh Allen walked off the field for the last time. Now and I didn't, we get scored on. Yeah, I didn't confirm that. So if that's incorrect, I apologize. But I saw that earlier today. Um, it wouldn't shock me though if that's the case because I know there was at least a few where that was absolutely the case. So uh, Roy again, Roy, we love you, man. Vandermark is a left tackle. They tried him at right tackle at preseason. It was ugly. Hey, if he's good I enough, a left tackle. But if he's good enough a left tackle, you know, they're willing to take the ugliness at right tackle to keep him active over Ifedi. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, like I said, I'm glad to see them finally getting healthy. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we get Daquan Jones back. I'm super excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Another player. Minus Milano and White. Another player that we didn't talk about getting activated was Kyrie Elam. Right. He, I mentioned the name. For- He's yeah. back full of practice. Oh, you did. That's right. Um, but, yeah, we haven't but, really talked about it yet. So now we've got Benford, Jackson, Douglas, and Elam. It's a pretty good cornerback room. You know, I know Elam, we were all bashing Elam earlier in the year. We were fine if we traded him at the deadline. You know, I understand. But, like, I mean, if he's going to be your fourth corner, like outside corner, I should say, that's pretty good. That's a pretty solid room yeah. you've got there mm-hmm. if you're if your number one draft pick from two years ago is your worst corner so i, I and that's fourth corner not counting taron exactly so i i'm i'm in a pre, i'm in a pretty good spot right now like mentality wise when it comes to uh this defensive back room right mm-hmm. now and he, he was playing injured too right and nobody really knew about it yeah, yeah. And, and everyone was kind of you know hating on him a little bit um, so we, I, we haven't really, I think seen, you know, his, his potential yet. Yeah. I, well, I, I agree with that. It's similar to what happened with Spencer Brown last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was on him and, and thought, okay, we need to move on from him. Um, I think we were one of the few that were still, you know, I was like, like not ready to give up on him. Yeah. But with, he's Elon, really, yeah, same thing. oh yeah, I think he's, yeah, definitely. And with Elam, let me just ask you, and I'll start with you, Mike. If Elam has to come in and play significant snaps, are you comfortable? As long as this injury is truly, it's not some nagging injury. <clears throat> um, so I, I think as long as he's healthy, I mean, I, I think we saw some, you know, flashes of good things. And I, I mean, I know he's still a young player and we've seen some mistakes too, but, you know, I, I he's got the athleticism. We've seen him make some great plays. So I'm totally comfortable with, with having him in the game if we need him. Even against the Dolphins? Yeah. Dolphins are, one of the, Dolphins are one of the few teams who would be more okay with him playing because he is probably the fastest corner that we have. Um, have a man up Tyreek or something? I, I have a contingency question. Who would be the cornerback that got injured? Because if it – I don't want to go there. <laughs> Because if it's if it's Razul Douglas, I mean I'm not super confident and just just because they're so dang young, you know. And I love yeah. Benford, you know, but like it's just one of those. I wouldn't trust Benford as the one and Elam as the two. You know, I think at that point it would be Dane Jackson coming in. Um, but if Benford were to go down, I would rather have Elam in there than Jackson at this point in time, just to just to see what the athletic 
system is. You know, see see yeah. how the injury did derail him the, earlier this season. If he has gotten better and is back to his rookie year when he was tied to the team leading interceptions. Yeah, yeah, he really came on in his rookie year last year, late in the late in the season. Uh, yeah. I still remember that uh, pick. I think it was against the Dolphins. If I remember right. That, that diving backwards. Yeah, they basically you know saved that game. Uh, I think the skill set's definitely there. We'll see how much the injury affected him. You hear about that all the time. Uh, Gabe Davis last year, we heard that that was kind of the issue with him last season. I don't know if that's necessarily true at this point, even though, yes, we know he had a big game last week. But, man, is that has got to be the most frustrating thing for me as a fan watching these games and never knowing, is he going to – be there this weekend or or not? Like it's 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 almost odd how consistently inconsistent he is at this point. Like you can bank on it almost every third or fourth game. Oh, here comes Gabe Davis. He's going to have a hundred yards. He's going to have, have four or five catches, and he's going to disappear for two or three games. And then here he comes again, another hundred. I was like, it's so weird. I don't know. I hate the fact. Like I'm trying. I'm looking for him right now. Oh, I like I that we're unpredictable him. when it comes to that, but you, you would sure like to see some consistency out of it. You know, when he's, so, he's, he's gone. A wide receiver. This is, oh my God, this is hideous. <laughs> so four catches, zero catches, zero catches, six catches, zero catches, two catches, zero catches, nine catches, one catch. So out of his last nine games, he has one, two, three, four, four games with zero catches and five with a combined one catch. I <laughs> hate that. I would rather have somebody four for 60 every week. Yes, absolutely. Like a, I would, like a killer Shakir. I would rather have. Don't you think, oh though, that, God. that, you know, the other team, our opponent's defensive game plan has might have something to do with it, too? No. Like some teams might focus more on trying to stop Gabe. But I mean, like no. sometimes we just don't but, see him targeted at all. <laughs> well, I, but that has to do with the relationship that Josh is like, he's losing Josh's trust. I mean, yeah. he could have, you know, that Philly game, he does, if he runs away from the safety and goes outside instead of inside, or, you know, what vice versa, whatever it was, like it's, you know, that's another game under our belt. We don't need. Miami to lose this weekend. We just go into week 18 straight up for the two seed and the division. You know, it's just one of those things. He's had some drops this year. I I understand everybody's going to go to drop percentage and this and that. I I know what I've seen. He's had some bad drops this year. You know, same with Diggs, same with a lot of our receivers. He grabs the, you know, the jump and grab it one handed, but then he, he drops this one. You know what I mean? It, it's the concentrate. Well, that yeah, it's the concentration catches. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like you got to be able to just see ball, bring ball in. And he he just can't do it. Let's uh, let's talk about Dix for a second. Um, are you guys concerned at all at this point in the season? He was hot as hot as heck at the first half. I don't want to say he's disappeared, but I think last week he was targeted, I believe, eight times, four receptions, and 24, 25 yards. What's happening there? I've seen some thought that maybe he has a nagging injury that he's just not talking about, and that's certainly possible. But the drops should not have anything to do with an injury, and I think he leads the team more than digs and drop passes right now. I mean, so the what gets me thinking that there really might be the injury is how often you see him coming off the field. 
and especially on third down in the last couple of games. You know, he it seems like he truly is being like his snaps are truly being managed and counted. And until yeah. you know, until it's crunch time, they're like you know, go wild. Um, and even at, at that point, you know, you see Diggs in the game. A defense is going to lean towards him, and yeah, it, it worked out last week where David where Davis was able to get open against a weak secondary. Yeah. But I, I I do think that there probably is something, you know, that we all don't know about. You know, not something serious, but something that you know, something like a hamstring that if he does work it too much, you know, that that ends, you know, that could potentially end a season. We've seen the hamstring take six, yeah. eight weeks to get better. You did tweet oh, yeah. that uh, moving gracefully tweet recently, right? The past yeah. day or so, something about moving gracefully. Uh, it was one of those, you know, vague. Cryptic <laughs> tweets that he likes to put <laughs> out there. I must have missed that. <laughs> messing with, it could have been about fans. a movie he was watching or something, but, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, let me touch on the, the snap count that you just spoke of. I believe there was 55 snaps on the offensive side of the ball, which isn't a lot normally actually and he had 33 snaps um close Shakir I believe had 30 snaps so he was like right there with you know our number what our nickel or our slot guy so yeah to your point the snap count the snap share is kind of has dropped and I and I also wonder if it's a little bit to do with just ramping him down a little bit to keep him fresh, and then once we hit go time, probably in week 18, if that game's for the division, then we see that those snap mm. counts ramp back up again, and he's, you know... Diggs is one of those guys that if he had a broken leg, he would probably saw it off and shove a stick in there and go out there and play football. I just, <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of guy that he is, I think. Right. But... Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, Me, personally, I'm not really concerned about it either. I think there might be something lingering. No. I'm not worried about the age thing. I don't think he's hit any type of you know proverbial wall or anything yet. But um, it There's is one good more thing to see. Go ahead. That you know, do you think that since Joe Brady has taken over as offensive coordinator, that you know maybe you're like we've we've seen a difference in the offense with the running. Obviously, do you think? <clears throat> he's more struggling with how he wants to utilize digs in the offense. I don't Do you think, think he's, so. I don't know. Do you think, I don't know. Brady might be focused more here than there. And in, I mean, I don't it, know, just, it could be him putting more things on film. Showing other defenses, hey, we do have other weapons. Look what we can do with Kincaid. Look what we can do with Shakir. Look what we can do in the running game with James Cook. Um, and and then once defenses kind of get lulled into that, oh yeah, we we still have Diggs. He can still play, yeah. and he goes off for ten catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. You know, <laughs> I, I could absolutely see that. But the only thing that that kind of makes me think that maybe that's not the case is we are in must win mode and have been for about a month. I can't yeah. see them intentionally taking their best offensive weapon outside of Josh Allen yeah. out of the game plan when you have to get these wins. Not especially not with how close the last game, well, quite a few games this year, but especially last one. I do think there probably is just a little bit of look over here, you know, while we have something brewing over here. I I do I definitely think that is something to do with it. To where, all right, you know, we we're gonna need the you guys down the stretch. You haven't been leaned on in these big games and these big positions before, so yeah, let's. 
try to lean on Shakir and see if Gabe can still come up big when we truly need him. Knox is back. He's Cage he's had some, he's had yeah. some decent catches you know the last few weeks. Um, it, James Cook obviously has come has come on. So I think it's just one of those like like you guys have both said. Look over here, you know. While well, over here is you know don't don't worry about over here. This you'll get this in time. Yeah, yeah. hopefully <laughs> it's coming. We're all dying. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. <laughs> well, speaking of Diggs and Shakir, I mean Diggs and Cook. Yeah, this is awesome. The first time since 2012 that we've had teammates that have eclipsed a thousand yards as a rusher and a receiver. Now the receiver is show favorite, you know, Stevie Johnson. We, we all love Stevie Johnson over here. Yeah. And the running back was, I loved him at Clemson. I and mean, he was, oh, I was so happy when we got him. CJ Spiller. He like he and Fred Jackson were like the definition of thunder and lightning. It, it was. And those are the last 2,000 yard players? To be on the same team, yeah. Really? Wow. Oh, at the, at the same time. At the same time. I yep. See. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, Cook is Cook's our first uh, thousand yard rusher since LaShawn McCoy, right? So, I mean, it, it's been a long time coming. So, the fact that Josh has gone his entire year, I mean, his entire career without a thousand yard rusher, I mean, that that's that's like Matt Stafford when he played for the Lions and he had never played with a hundred yard rusher for whatever it was the first 12 years of his career, or something insane yeah. like that. You know, it, it's just so well, it, it's, it's cool. These guys are real. I mean, Cook's really coming on. Diggs is always going to be Diggs. It's it's nice yeah. to see this offense be be good, not just with Diggs and Josh. That we have another well, player that can carry weight. It's on the defensive side too. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. So this year we had our first thousand yard rusher. Like you were just saying, we had our first two one thousand yard performers in years. Uh, we also had our first double-digit sack guy since 2000, I think, 16, when uh, Alexander, Lorenzo Alexander, had 12 and a half, which, by the way, he, I believe, is the legend of the week at the game this weekend. Oh, really? Correct. Yeah. So uh, uh, I saw that today. But, yeah, this is the kind of almost like the year of firsts. Uh, we can also throw in the first time in NFL history that Josh Allen or any quarterback uh, has produced 40 touchdowns or more in four consecutive seasons. You guys know who has the record for the most 40 touchdown seasons career-wise? I want to say I read it somewhere. True Breeze. He – no. Uh, Allen is tied for second with somebody, and then the top guy has six. Six such seasons. Not consecutively or anything, but – Aaron Rodgers. Who's he tied with? Correct. Aaron Rodgers is most with six. Tom Brady is uh, the one he's tied with right now. Figured he was so, in there somewhere. That's but that's Josh has done it in his first six years. That's insane. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean, you gotta wonder. I mean, I know records get broken all the time, but we don't talk about the record that will never be broken. You know, a, like a lot of them. Could this end up being one of them? You know, I mean, I feel like this might be like to start a career most touchdowns ever. Like he, Mahomes just did most touchdowns in the first hundred games. Josh is going to blow that out of the water. Oh yeah. Like I, so it's like going to be one of those. Like how high of a bar are we really seeing right now? If it had, if like these two players are blowing out of the water and back to what's going to be back to back seasons. 
like how how long we're we gonna have to wait again till we see it again you know am i gonna be paparan's age or like is this just <laughs> gonna be or is this just gonna be the new nfl you know what i'm saying like yeah. is anthony richardson you know just throwing a name out there like is he gonna be the next guy to do it like is it just gonna start being one of those things as we see more running quarterbacks coming into the league i think the position is changing uh, into the more athletic not tom brady type quarterbacks which you know makes it more likely that they can put up those types of numbers. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, the biased part of me wants to be like, yeah, nobody's ever going to touch Josh Allen's records. But is that fair to say that? We have guys, athletic freaks like an Anthony Richardson um, out there or the up-and-coming guys like Drake May uh, over in North Carolina, Caleb Williams at USC, whom – um, we won't talk about college football guys right now, but uh, there's a lot of super, super talented mm-hmm. quarterbacks coming up who are extremely athletic. You never know. Watching the kid over in Tennessee, um, how about the name? Shoot, the rookie. Will Levis? Levis. Levis. Yeah. Will Levis. I, you guys watched him play. He's actually fun to watch. Like he I've reminds seen me of Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of Josh Allen the way he runs, especially in Allen's earlier years when he would just bulldoze people for the fun of it. That's what Levis does on the field. He's a lot of fun to watch. And I think, I think the Titans might have their guy finally. Do you uh, know who they've had he, a real quarterback in like a decade? Do you know who he reminds me of? And like, this is going to scare the crap out of Titans fans. Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. <laughs> what? Like he, the way that Levis plays is the exact same way that Ryan Tannehill also plays. Like I, I truly think they replaced Ryan Tannehill with Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> no. I, I do. Like I, no. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. I can't I'm, stand. Tannehill. I'm telling I'm you. Just a trash quarterback. So do I. If they and had I'm, ta- a real quarterback, I'm telling you. Okay, look. People talk about this coaching staff wasting Josh Allen's career and his talents. That's what the Titans have done to Derrick Henry. They have wasted oh, his career dude. behind a, a mediocre quarterback. That poor bastard, man. I mean, he got he got <laughs> bit by the loyalty bug. I mean, I understand, you know, being loyal to the team that drafted you. You know, if the fan base, you you know, you you do so much for a community. He should have got the hell up out of there, man. Like when <laughs> before when he signed that last contract, he could have gotten another big contract somewhere else and actually played for something. Like I understand Tennessee was hot for, you know, a little bit, but but it all relied on Derrick Henry. It was never because of Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Even when they were good, they didn't do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. Somebody look this up for if you're listening and you're and you got your phone or whatever, look it up. I I want to know how many playoff wins does Ryan Tannehill have as the quarterback? Combine his whole career, Dolphins and I don't even think he went to the playoffs with the Dolphins, but if he did, I want to know what his total career wins in the playoffs because I would bet it's one or less. I don't think the Titans ever won a playoff game. Two. Okay, he's got two wins. (laughs) Two? Two. He's two two and three. They were the number one seed a a couple of years ago. Statmuse.com. Yeah, and they got got smacked when they were the number one seed by the Bengals. Yeah. Right off the bat, first game in their playoffs, and they're yeah. Bounced. That was when the Bengals sacked Tannehill like a record of thirty-eight thousand times in one game. Yeah. Now I, I hope that any Tennessee Titans fans who happen to hear this, because I, I do have some family and, and cousins who are <laughs> Titans fans, I 
I've never been a Tannehill fan, and I've always felt like since he was in Miami, he's going to bring down whatever team he plays for. So for me, I love comparing him, him to Will Levis. Nah, nah, Levis is he's better. And I one think of my worst have a nice career. One of my worst enemies in life is a diehard Titans fan. So I hope they just live in a world of purgatory. <laughs> well, for the, for the sake of the Bills, me too. But uh, I do think he's going to be a good quarterback um, when it's all said and done. Is he going to put up Josh Allen, kind of get back to the records thing? I, I don't see that necessarily. But then again, you never freaking know. You know, nobody would have said this, that Josh Allen would be who he is today four years ago. Prior to that 2020 season, those of us who watched him every single game, every single play, we saw flashes. We saw moments like, oh, this guy's going to be good. But even I would not have said, oh, yeah, he's going to have 100, 200, whatever touchdowns he's got within his first six years and counting, and he's going to be the only player in NFL history to score 40, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he can go on and on about all the firsts and records he's already got six years into his career. Imagine all the stuff I mean, that he already has in Canton. Yeah. And he just started his second contract. Like, that's nuts. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and people think is, he sucks. <laughs> uh, you bring that up. It's funny. Uh, his game-worn jersey and cleats from that New England Patriots playoff game, the, the perfect quote-unquote game, yep. those went to, went to Canton. Yeah. As they should. Yeah, that's the only game, again, in NFL history where quarterback has thrown for over 300 yards, five touchdowns, 80% completion rate, and 60 yards rushing. It's the first time it's ever been done in a playoff game, regular game, anything. And the team um, never reached fourth down. Yeah, and that was that's a wild game. That was that, that whole playoff season uh, was phenomenal. And it's unfortunate in the end of the way it did. But let's, let's continue on really quick before we move into the next – little piece we want to talk about. Once again, if you're listening, whether you're listening live or later on, you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you. We thank you for your support. Um, again, Mafia Cast, we're part of the Buffalo Rumblings uh, Podcast Network. There's a whole lot of great shows on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. You'll check them out. Go to YouTube, podcast, Spotify, wherever, and check those guys out. And while you're at it, please give us a like, subscribe, and share. Join our Facebook group as well, at the Mafia Cast. We love conversating with fans on there. Mm-hmm. And next up, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about the NFL as a whole right now. Because uh, there's one team that I – okay, Casey's got something, I think. I have a couple of questions. Go for it. I'll let you start. So, two of my good friends, Mike and Stuart. Stuart is a Broncos fan, and we've all heard the news about Russell Wilson today. Yeah. Yep, yep. My friend Mike is a Steelers fan, and we all know how their quarterback situation has been. Not this Mike, no. No. <laughs> Mike is the mayor of Fabius. I'll just put it out there. God, I hope he's listening. Um, <laughs> so we were arguing back and forth, you know, back in, like whose team, like they're being haters, you know, the Bills still suck, blah, blah, blah. Josh Allen isn't good. He leads the league in turnovers. The same usual banner we always hear. And then this news about, Russell comes out and Stewart just doesn't believe it because he doesn't think, well, he doesn't believe it because no matter what, they're on the books for 35 million for him this year in dead cap. So he thinks that they won't cut him 
even though I mean, they've already said that they're going to cut him. So wh- what do you guys think they should, the Broncos should do with Russell? And what do you guys think the future of the Steelers is? Because it looks like they don't have a quarterback either. And their wide receivers are truly starting to not, it seems like not care. Najee Harris has fallen off a cliff. Pat Frymuth has been missing, but you can account that to the quarterback play. The defense and Tomlin is why they're as successful as they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious what your guys is, as outsiders, what their opinion, what your opinions are of those two teams right now and what their futures hold. I mean, I think, yeah, hey, go ahead, Mike. I'll let you go. I mean, let me, I gotta, I gotta stew on this for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of do too. So, so what's the story with Pickett right now? They're just Pickett can he, come back. Injured. He was supposed to come back this week, week 17, yeah. But because I can't even remember his name right now, the Steelers' current quarterback, Mason Rudolph, has played so well, they're going to continue with him. But they've, they've, and they've seen this time and time again. How, like, he's come in, you know, they've, he's, they've, he's won him two games and boom, that's it. So, like, I'm just curious, like, what their opinion, what your guys' opinion is. I I mean, I, I think Pickett is a, decent quarterback i mean he's not i i wouldn't say like you know he's like josh allen or you know at that level but i i do you do think he's even kirk cousins no no so well, so then you can't like then cousins, you can't personally then you then you can't keep him right personally I mean, he, cousins, he is cousins is right the now middle. um but i mean if if you really if you're <laughs> If you don't have a solid option there, you know, I mean, it's going to it's gonna hurt the rest of your team. You're not going to be able to get the running game going either. Like we've seen Najee Harris fall off, and, and that's part of the probably part of the reason uh, for that happening. But and I, I was really hopeful that I, I thought he could pick it, could be a decent quarterback. Obviously, Trubisky and, and, uh, and Rudolph are, are definitely not the answer, <laughs> probably for anybody <laughs> after seeing some recent games. Um, but for the future of the Steelers, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're kind of just, are they getting towards that rebuilding stage? I guess. You know, when I was actually thinking about the Steelers earlier today, so my daughter, Ashley, she's got a lot of comments in here and I'm going to put this one up. So Dawson is her husband. He is a Steelers fan. Um, and, uh, so he's saying, you know, Steelers can't afford it. Um, Russell Wilson, as far as if they were to try to pursue Wilson, as far as Pickett goes for me. Um, and I like to, I, you know, be curious to what Dawson and Ashley think about uh, Pickett, but it's hard for me to throw in the towel on a second year quarterback right? or a first year quarterback because of one, what we've seen from Josh Allen, a lot of people are ready to throw in the towel on him after his first two seasons. But over the, all of the years that I've watched this game, it's typically like the Patrick Mahomes year two, you know, thing. That's that's an anomaly. It doesn't happen that often, even in today's league. Yes, there are some guys that come in year one, year two, and, they, and they're like, oh, gosh, this guy's really good. Most of the time, most players take three or four seasons to develop. So I, I think they stick with Pickett. Personally, I would stick with Pickett for mm-hmm. an, one more season. Let's see what yeah. he does next year. However, if the opportunity is there to get a rookie quarterback this draft, I would do that as well. Have a backup plan. 
But here's the problem that they're having, I think, at this point, is they talk about how Tomlin has never had a losing season. That's mm-hmm. almost a detriment now because they're drafting in the middle of the draft. It's the same thing we saw with Buffalo during the drought years. They would always win six, seven, eight games almost every year. So they would be drafting somewhere in the middle of the rounds and can never get high enough to get that quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the Steelers are now. Um, and I don't know how you fix that other than you've given up some assets and some players, get that quarterback, and like Mike, you just said, begin to rebuild around a new young quarterback that you got yeah. really high in the draft. Yeah. As, as far as Denver goes, too, with the Russ situation, he, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're out on him yet. You know, I, maybe they just, they're writing this year off. You know, we, we missed the playoffs. We did see him start out horribly and then try to, you know, he sort of started to get a handle on things. Um, You know, and he, he won a couple good games, but you know, maybe it's just, you know, for now, you know, this season, you know, let's rest him. You know, I I don't think they're getting rid of him or anything like that, but Wilson, yeah, they've uh, they a report came out today. They're cutting them. Really? In March. They're, they're going to cut, yeah, cut them in yet. March. So this is crazy. kind of the backstory I don't, that I've I don't heard. See why. It's because this is kind of the backstory I, I heard. I don't think yeah, Sean a few Payton weeks likes ago. Him. Yeah, a few weeks ago, um, prior to I can't remember which game, but it's been a few weeks. They went to to um, Russell Wilson and say, "Hey, we need to add some weapons. We need to add some players. We need you to." redo your deal. We can't afford to do anything going forward because of your contract. Let's rework it. Let's do something. Let's renegotiate. And he simply flat refused to do that. Right. So, and if you, I I was kind of listening to the line to gain show last night, because they were talking about this. And Mm -hmm. I've also seen a lot of comments on Twitter. There's a lot of people that are actually backing Wilson in that. And it's like, well, that's the contract they agreed to. Why should he take a pay cut or whatever? And I get that. But as a professional athlete, like even for me, I'm not a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination, but I want to win. That to me would be more important, especially at this stage of his career when he's already made yeah. the millions. His wife is makes more money than he does. He doesn't need yeah. that money. <laughs> so yeah, I so that's kind of what you know built it. And yeah, so now the two, um, Peyton and, and Wilson are buttonheads and they're not getting along because Wilson hasn't yeah. been terrible this year. No, he has better numbers than Mahomes. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, ju- I just can't believe. And See, I, I can't believe they're just going to cut him like that. That's kind of, it's crazy to me. Jeremy makes a good point. Another guy, speaking of which, having better numbers than Mahomes this year, Baker, more touchdowns, less interceptions. <laughs> He, I mean that that Bucks offense hasn't been bad this year. You know they really haven't. I mean Mike Evans, another thousand yard. You know it, another thousand yard year. Year you can book that and bet on that every year of your life. A thousand yards, ten touchdowns, eighty catches from Mike Evans every single year. Like it, like if Baker really has you know matured his game, matured he has gotten better. I don't see why not. I would be willing to take a flyer on him. You know, if he if he takes a somewhat decent deal, uh, like yeah. Jeremy said, keep building the old line. They got that uh, def, uh, guard or tackle out of uh, Georgia last year, Broderick Jones, that we all fell in love with. You know, they've got some young pieces there. I, yeah, I, I'm. I think that's not. I don't think that's the world's worst idea. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, where you need to jump forward a little bit because show, show's kind of going fast here. Uh, oh. Let's get into first of all this weekend's game, basically, and what's at stake for the Bills and Patriots matchup because it's 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 the Patriots, but this is a big game. The Bills could actually <laughs> claim a, a playoff spot this weekend, and there's 14 different scenarios where that can happen. So I'm not going to go into all of them, uh, but Jeez. some of the the, the main ones. Basically, Buffalo wins, Pittsburgh loses or tie, Cincinnati lost or tie. Uh, that one gets us in. And then Pittsburgh lost or tie, Jacksonville lost or tie, Buffalo gets in. I'll stop it there because the rest of them are like, if this, if that, if this. Mm-hmm. So those are probably the two two main ones. Uh, I, I can't remember who these teams are playing this weekend to know how likely those scenarios are Bang- to happen. Bengals are playing the Chiefs. Okay. So that's – a good, that's a good a, one. <laughs> that's a, that could be a good one. The Steelers I don't remember. The Seahawks. I would take the Seahawks in that I one too. And the only thing I'm so, not sure with the Bengals and Chiefs is I have not seen if Jamar Chase is available for this weekend or not yet. They haven't made that announcement. I don't think. I no, he was out either. last week. I do know but, that Jamar was talking crap about the Chiefs' defense, so that's yep, usually not a good that. sign. And that's why I can't stand the Bengals. They talk way too much, like every damn one of them. Mm-hmm. Just shut up and play the game. I know mm-hmm. I'm part of that old school generation that. Get off my lawn! I know there's a lot of shit talking that goes on on the field, and that's totally fine. Um, but you know, why take it to the media and 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 disparage yeah. your your opponents that way? To me, it's disrespectful. It's cocky. It's arrogant. It's it's yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'll move on from that soapbox. So did you say that we want the Browns to lose too? Oh um, yeah, if the Browns lose and someone no, else loses, the Jets. we get in. So I don't see one of all of these, the 14 that are listed, and you can find these on ESPN if anyone wants to go look at it, but I don't see any of them have anything to do with Cleveland though. Oh, okay. None of them I say Cleveland this or that. The, the main ones. Oh, the main ones? Uh, Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Oh, Jackson. Loser tie or Pittsburgh and Cincinnati loser tie. I see. There's also Dance some or- here that include Houston. Yeah. Uh, those are mostly the three teams involved. The Jags oh, Indianapolis the involved too. To answer Roy's question about is anybody being shocked that we saw a shot at the two seed? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. No. We've been preaching that for three weeks since they got to six and six. And we've been saying, reminding people, look, every single year they do this, the last three years, you know, they've closed out the regular season on a winning streak. And I always get that, well, this is a different team than last year. Well, last year's team was different than the year before, and they did it. That team was different than the year before that, and they still did it. Like the the core of this team is the same, the coaching Mm -hmm. staff is the same. Why they do this is beyond me. (laughs) I don't know why they dig themselves into hole every single year. It's football, then, man. Yeah, but it's football. Life, yeah. personalities, we crap it's, just happens. It's been a great year. Yeah, but you know, like across the board, there's some really, really good teams out there. Yeah, that's. I you can almost say that we should have seen this coming as far as the AFC goes because the AFC is so loaded with talent mm-hmm. and great quarterbacks, albeit half of them are injured now, but. The AFC's yeah. kind of beaten up on itself. Like Big even time. The, the Ravens, were they, I think, 12 and 3? 
yeah. that's really the only team that's been consistently winning throughout the whole season. Everybody else has got five losses or more, with the exception of the Dolphins, but that's about to change. Um, they're going to finish the year with six losses, so we can mm. throw that out there. But yeah, from there uh, on down, it's kind of yeah. You see how fast we jumped up in the in the playoff picture. I mean, just in, in one weekend. So <laughs> it shows how how you know kind of how close yeah, the standings wild. are. Yeah, we went from the 11th seed three weeks ago to to potentially getting the two seed. Right now, we're still in the sixth spot. Um, Hopefully everything works out and we can lock it up this week. As far as the game itself goes, what do you guys think? What are you kind of expecting? I don't want to get into score predictions just yet, but what do you see? How do you see this game kind of going? Are you at all concerned because of what happened the last time, or do you think we got this in the bag? What are you guys' thoughts? Just don't give we me don't. a flag fest. Yeah. Please. <laughs> we we are penalized more than the Patriots are. Um, and you know, and you know Belichick in you know, he, he knows how to play smart football. Not that he's the players, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you got to play a smart game. You got to protect the ball. They have more, you know, their turnover ratio is like negative seven. We're, we're like right at zero. So I, I do think we can force turnovers, which is huge. Um, and, and I mean, that that alone uh, could do it for us. But, man, we get just stay away from the penalties. We've been doing really good. We've had, you know, a little bit of issues here and there, but nothing, nothing too concerning uh, yet. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good game to just, you know, see that we got our crap together, play, play a good, clean game. Um, it, it should, it shouldn't, you, we shouldn't be worried about this game. We shouldn't be, <laughs> but you know, it's the Patriots. And if this was about, a year or two ago, I wouldn't be worried, but this year, because the way things, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. What do you, what do you think, Casey? Diggs is about to eat. I think this is everybody's been I mean, just like we talked about today. Everybody's been kind of harping on Diggs for the last whatever it was nine games. He hasn't had a hundred yard game or whatever. Um, that doesn't mean you know he's not wide receiver one. That doesn't mean he his age is catching up to him or that he's a diva or anything like that. <laughs> Often the offense has been going through changes and phases, and you know he's stepped up when we've needed him to. I mean, we he's had monster catches when we absolutely needed to have him. Until that stops happening, I'll never lose confidence in Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I, I think that he this is going to be. Like we expected last week to be like our get right game, you know, to really put the pedal to the floor and really beat up on a on a not as good team as us. Truly, they're like the Patriots are not as good of a team as the Bills. I think this is the week that we do it. I think we all know Josh Allen has been Bill Belichick's kryptonite. He has not figured out a way to really slow him down too much. Yeah. Um. So I I really think Josh is going to go out on a mission this week and be like, all right, uh, you know, we got Miami next week. I know it's one week at a time, but yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to really show everybody, look who's back, you know, daddy's fighting for the two seed. Yeah. I want to address really quick what Roy said here. Um, I think the other AFC teams losing their starting quarterbacks have definitely worked for the Bills in favor, though. Yeah, Cleveland's still winning. They got a backup quarterback. The Colts have done pretty well with a backup quarterback. The Bengals have only lost one game with a backup quarterback. Uh, the Pittsburgh might be the one exception. I think they have suffered probably the most by losing Pickett, even though say what you want about him, he's probably a better option with their guy right now. Um, whom else am I missing? Maybe the Chargers, but the Chargers weren't doing that great even before Herbert got injured, so I wouldn't really consider that one either. 
I'm I actually been kind of surprised. Better. Yeah, I've actually been surprised at how well some of these rookies – or not rookie, but these backup quarterbacks have played for their, their respective teams. Mm-hmm. But Joe um, Flacco. That's all I have to uh, say is Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was retired. Well, he basically was retired. He was on a couch. Was, was, like, yeah. That's wild. I don't think that lasts, but that's, that's, I mean, it's a good story. Whatever. I thought I heard that he wasn't like couch bound. He might've been doing yard work or something. Probably. <laughs> he, he definitely seems like a gardener, okay. the gardener kind Stay, of guy. Staying active. Yeah. Roy, Roy just made it funny guys. This is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Gabe Davis having back to back hundred yard receiving? No, I could, Im- I could that. imagine it. I can imagine it, and then I wake up. Yeah, exactly. It was a hell of a dream. <laughs> oh, we're, we're terrible. I I love Gabe it would Davis. Be awesome, I do, but hey, we were we were Dave, since the, sh- the creation of this show. We have been Gabe Davis like supporters one hundred percent. We oh, have yeah. backed him. It, for him to have lost us, that I mean, it it's it's not an us thing at this point. I think we just kind of throw him the wild ball and make him. Him. Grab it one-handed, or just make the catch difficult, and he'll get it. I don't know. Hey, I don't, yeah, there you go. Make it hard. That's why. All right, I'm let's at, get into no. the score predictions, guys. Uh, we're it. getting getting up here on the hour. Uh, who went first last week? I don't even know. Pop Ryan, you're first. All right, All right I'll start us off. All right, uh, I'm going to go with with Buffalo. I'm not calling a blowout, even though they should, honestly. But I'm going to say Bills win this one. Uh, 31, 31, 20. It's not a blowout, but it's still a, a, a good beating. <laughs> All right. Are you ready case? No, go ahead, Mike, Mike. All right. So, <laughs> um, I'm saying the bills cover the spread and, uh, I went over on the points. So 13, 30 bills. Ooh, I have 13, 34 bills. Oh, really? I was thinking oh, the same does. thing with the with the spread and over and under. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, as long as it's not me predicting the the blowout, then I think we're okay. Yeah. Uh, I was watching that game last week with the Chargers and and Dan, who we all had on last week, uh, who does some Chargers content. <laughs> he was messaging me, and um, uh, he said something about the game being closer than it should have been, or whatever. And I was like, "That's my fault." Like every time I predict a blowout, this is what happens. So it's totally my fault. Uh, Bills fans, I apologize. I am never predicting a blowout again. Uh, Roy's got the Bills 27-23. Ashley, my daughter's got them. Bills winning 34-20. to She's more along wins with me. But, um, yeah, this has been a great show again. Everybody listening, watching, we appreciate you. We love you. And uh, we'll see everybody back here same time next week, Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Everybody have a great weekend. Happy New Year's and go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Tell your friends.